Welcome to Full Release with Samantha B. Hopefully you'll experience one by the end of this. Today's episode is all about the birds and the bees. I mean, like, not those birds and bees. I save that kind of talk for our premium shows. But more specifically, Sue Bird and Sam B. People ask me all the time if having a podcast is different than having a TV show. And the answer is, it's so different. I get to learn so much on the podcast. Plus, I get to meet and talk to people I might not cross paths with otherwise, like legendary athletes. Turns out, I love sports. I mean, okay. Love is a strong word, but I love adjacent sports, which is why I'm so excited to talk to legendary WNBA star Sue Bird today. Podcast gals, I learned from some of our previous guests that basketball can actually be really interesting. Have you learned anything new from this little show of ours? Yeah, I think so. Every time Dr. Gunter comes on, it's an oh. education for me, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> it's an education um, for all of us. Yes, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I could use some more uh, knowledge. <laughs> and I would say, I, I think I mentioned this on the pod, but I was really struck by the revelation for me that mm-hmm. uh, periods can and sometimes do cause diarrhea. That was sort of uh, like a real, <laughs> wow. real wow. eye-opener That's really stuck with me. you after more than wow. a year. It really did, because I felt like I was pretty read in on stuff and then i was like mm-hmm. oh my that's that's even worse so you know what what a way to start this week's episode <laughs> just get right in there just go for it you know what i mean we gotta Dive normalize in. these things you we know? do we do <laughs> well i learned that you didn't know that <laughs> and i'm thankful to have that knowledge <laughs> I'm should i have gonna... known that is that like super common knowledge it's well, if you have it, it you know. It, yeah. You, you know what? <laughs> for like 50% of the population, it's super common now. It's super common for 50%. And the, you know what? I think that you represent a very, very, like, in touch, like, in tune, very knowledgeable segment of the population. So if you didn't know, that means, like, most people don't know. You know. Thank you. Well, we've had Dr. Gunter on a couple times, and I do feel like I also learn new things from her every time. So I guess that's to say our listeners should go back and check out those episodes. Nice. Yeah, they're really good episodes. Because you can learn a lot. <laughs> Everybody's about to learn that my voice is weird because my husband cooked some pork with jerk seasoning on it, and it filled my entire apartment with smoke. <laughs> and it's going to be delicious when I eat it after this, but for now... I'm basically joking. <laughs> I feel like I have a hood of spice smoke on my face. So I keep taking sips, but also slightly joking. Well, you can anyway. grab your inhaler before we talk to Subert. <laughs> I will try. But every time I laugh, it makes it much worse. It's very peppery. It's very peppery around here. <laughs> anyway, that's some, that's some knowledge <laughs> no one needed. But just if I start casually joking... That's why. Nobody be alarmed. I sound like Brenda Vaccaro. Maybe all the period talk made me think of... Do you, you guys don't know who Brenda Vaccaro is. I know who is. she is. It's such but a she, deep cut, though. It's a deep cut, but she did Tampax commercials oh, in really? the 70s, and she was always like, Tampax. Like she... <laughs> and that's... Girls, who doesn't love a Tampax? Like, I don't remember what she said. Obviously, she did not say that. <laughs> oh, man. You've been sitting on this Brenda Vaccaro impression for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have to incorporate that. No, this impression only works when your husband cooks something in cast iron that is so incredibly spicy. <laughs> like I walked in, I walked in from outside and all the children were 
were like <laughs> clutching their throats and we were like, open the windows. We were choking like we were all had smoke inhalation. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Sandbags. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So have you learned anything? Have you learned anything today? <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> My God. I have. I also feel like I've learned so much from every guest. I feel like we talk about that mm-hmm. separately, just ourselves after every episode. But yeah. I do feel like I've been thinking a lot recently about what we learned from Jose Andres about just how World Central Kitchen can work so quickly. And they've been doing so mm-hmm. much on the ground in Ukraine that I feel like it's pretty cool to have gotten a little a little uh, insight into how he actually like gets to places so quickly. And of course, he also taught us how to make croquettes. He did. Oh, God, he is incredible. The work he does is unbelievable. I love World Central Kitchen. And Brenda Vaccaro loves <laughs> World Central Kitchen. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone's had enough of this BS. Don't go anywhere because we have Suber coming right up. Joining me today is the insanely talented basketball player, Sue Bird. Back in 2002, Sue was the number one draft pick in the WNBA and was selected by the Seattle Storm, the team she just re-signed with for her remarkable 21st season in the WNBA. She is a four-time WNBA champion and a five-time Olympic gold medalist. To say she is a decorated athlete is truly an understatement, but her work off the court speaks for itself as well. She's been instrumental in the social activism of the WNBA and recently co-founded Together, a new platform shining a light on the next generation of women in sports. She is a basketball activism and style icon, and today she's our guest, so please welcome Sue Bird. Hello. Oh, look who it is. It's Sue Bird. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's really nice to it's really, really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, oh good. Okay. <laughs> well, I watched your first of all, by way of just introducing myself and what a dork I am. I just watched uh, 60 Minutes the other night and you we watched my son and I watched your 60 Minutes story and it was excellent. Thank you. It was so good. Thank you. So thank you for the opportunity to impress my <laughs> <laughs> impress my 13 year old son yeah anytime i told him i was talking to you and he was like you are not <laughs> you are not talking to super uh, and he was cool. like <laughs> yeah that's he was like cool. did he was like did you ask her though like she didn't ask you i was like yes i did uh, ask her he was like, he fine <laughs> yes <laughs> oh very smart yeah All very right. smart <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke with Megan a while back and you mm-hmm. were bubbling together. Yeah. So I, do you want me to come get you from your bubble? Are you still stuck in your bubble? Are no. You, you're out. There's been some bubble yeah. popping, you know, bubble just li- living life till the next variant, I guess, is where we're all at, right? <laughs> no. Are you fearful of that? Are you no, like, no, no. I can't? No, you're like, I'm living. I'm alive now. Yeah. Just gonna I have a pretty, yeah. I'm, I'm not like crazy, but I feel like we have a pretty good like understanding of like what's what and might as well yeah. live while you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a really big deal that you just decided to return to the Seattle Storm for your 21st <laughs> season, right? I guess. <laughs> it is a big deal. It couldn't have been. Was it an easy decision for you? Or how do you make decisions like that? Yeah, um, I know. I, I feel like a lot of people have actually 
wondered about that or asked me about that. Mm -hmm. Like, do I have certain people I call or is there like, you know, some sort of think tank? The answer is, is a combination for this particular decision. Mm -hmm. I think this is just more like how the athlete feels. I don't know that. And now I can like talk to Megan, talk to my parents, talk to my family, talk to my friends and like bounce things. But at the the end, it, it was really just how I was feeling. And I was definitely on the fence. Okay. Kind of like the whole season. Mm. And then, you know, I talked about this on the 60 Minutes, and then the fans chanted. And I was like, all right, let's right. go. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> what were they were chanting? One more year. Yeah. Yeah. One more it year. It really caught me off guard. Oh, really? Did, was it emotional to hear that? Yeah, very, very. Okay. It really threw me in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet you there are days when you wake up and you're like, I feel like my body is slightly broken. <laughs> Do I really? Like I really? every day? Every day, every every first step Mm -hmm. is a new adventure. When I get out of bed, I'm like, "What is today going to be? What can we chant to convince Donald Trump not to run for president again? Is there or just he'll be like, no, I love chants of any kind. I I don't listen to the words. Sadly, it's like a chant that's like, you are amazing. And then maybe he'll just go away. You know what I mean? He like just needs to hear that. (laughs) Or yeah, his name like a million times in a row makes him unmanifest. Exactly. There's some magic. There's some wizard spell. Let's I want to talk about there's so many things to talk about. But I want to talk about, first of all, how the WNBA is just so consistently at the forefront of political movements, whether it's being, I think it was the first sport to have players wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts in 2016 or your vote Warnock shirts yeah. It's, yeah, in 2020. Yeah. We've, we've, if we haven't been the first, we've been like right yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Is this something that came very naturally to you? Were you, all, were you used to being a political person? No. Or did you kind of like, no, no. How did you learn that? Um, I think it was a combination of mm-hmm. realizing that all of our lives are political in some way, shape or form. Like we're all impacted right. by politics. So even if you want to be that person, which was me, so I'm speaking of myself, <laughs> like in my oh, early twenties, right. like, Oh, I don't really like politics. I don't want to, you know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to watch the news. It's not for me. Exactly. It's like, well, all of these things we vote on and the people we put in office directly right. impact you. So whether you like it or not, it's happening. So it was a combination of that, but also just, my life as a female athlete and our lives mm-hmm. as WNBA players, we really didn't have a choice. Everyone has made our lives very political because mm-hmm. they want to police us in certain ways. They want to judge us in certain ways. And they never really allowed us to, I mean, just be basketball players, which mm-hmm. in some ways it's kind of like an athlete's dream just to be able to go out there and play the sport. Something I always joke about is the shut up and dribble like right. saying, I'm like, yeah, I would have loved to. I would have loved <laughs> to have been able, like even as a kid, just like go out right. and play sports and like no one say anything bad about me or nobody judge me based on everything but the points mm-hmm. I'm scoring and the assists, you know? But that's right. just not, that hasn't been my life. That hasn't been any of our lives. So I think through right. time and through some of these, like I said, realizations, it kind of, we started to realize not only could we defend ourselves, which we were kind of forced to, mm-hmm. we can actually extend our voices, platforms, yada, yada, right. to help other people as well. So that's, I think, like, all in all, it's, it's like a mixing, it's like a pot that got mixed of all those things. Well, I feel like it's been actually amazing to witness the ways in which you have just been so out there and using your platform for good. It's been, like, 
it's been really inspirational. If I can just <laughs> take a moment out of my long list of questions that I want to ask and just like remark upon that. Thank you. Do you feel like, I mean, it feels more than ever now that athletes, because like historically, you think of sports as kind of like a uniform, well, not is anything really a unifier, but like a little right. bit of a unifier right, in right, American right. life. But it does feel now that more athletes than ever are really just like expected to take a side mm -hmm. in the culture wars. Was this inevitable? Like, can anything bring sports fans back together besides a hatred of Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a future for us? <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's an interesting question because it's tough for me to answer that because I, I don't, like right. I said in my last answer, like I don't really know that I ever had a choice. Right and now that right. I've arrived here, I'm kind of like, well, it's just what it is. But at the same time, I also like to joke, like athletes kind of got it figured out. Now I'm not saying we got it all figured out. There's some sure. stuff that athletes, you know, do experience team sports, especially I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's all figured out, but there's some, there's, there's like a certain kind of like list, like a criteria list that as a particularly team sports, mm -hmm. that as a team sport athlete, there's like do's and don'ts. And I always joke, I'm like, when I give you the list of do's and don'ts, mm -hmm. and I just like kind of laid it out, and I took away the framework of sports, I think you'd be like, wow, that sounds like a cool country to live in. Like, oh, wow, we respect each other's differences. Wow. And when we're in the locker room, it's always for, you know, the greater good or the, or the common goal or the larger goal, which mm -hmm. obviously in sports teams is to win the championship. In countries, it's to like, I don't know, not have people who are suffering from homelessness or have equality, right. like, you know what I mean? And those are always always, always the guiding light. So even in the moments when you do disagree and things do get heated because you have that framework and you have that kind of foundation, right. you're able to kind of like have the moment, have that shitty moment where you fought with somebody okay. and then you kind of move on because it's still keeping the main thing, the main thing. And, you know, I think the other part is a lot of people like to say sometimes when they're like complimenting themselves, like, Oh, I don't see color. And the reality right. is like, you do stop it. And I think in team sports, it's like, yeah, we all see that we're different mm -hmm. and we just, and it's, it's, and we just don't care we're, we respect it. We move on. And then right. you're able to function after that. So in some ways I'm always like athletes are the, like the best people to speak about some of these issues. Right. Okay. Well, hear me out. Cause I have a suggestion and that is that we just <laughs> give the whole country to the WNBA for just like five years. Just, five years. just like a five year experiment. And then if people don't like the country better at the end of five years, they can have it back. Give it back to the men. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it back to the men. Yeah. Give it back to we them. We can try that out. At the same time, I'm always like, people are always asking, um, asking me and Megan if we're going to get into politics. I'm like, nah, you can cause a lot more trouble not being in those, those right. chairs, those, those seats. I think, totally. I think I'm good. I think I'm good stirring the pot on the outside. I agree with you completely. <laughs> it is once you get into those positions, that's when everything gets, I, fe I feel like that's when everything gets messed up. It's better to be on the, a little bit on the outside, like in it, but not of it. If right. that makes any sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> Over the year, are there players in the NBA that have become real allies in your fight to close the pay gap? Yes, there are. Mm -hmm. I think, the best story to tell is when mm -hmm. we went into the bubble, but by bubble, I mean, when we all, the pandemic and we had to go yeah. live in Florida for three months. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. Was it only three months? It felt yeah, like the, three, three years. Oh, yes. It was three months. It was the longest okay. three months of my life. Um, <laughs> so there was, there was um, Avery Bradley. Mm. He stepped up and he supplied 
toys and things for the mothers in the bubble, like ways in which they could care for their children that came with them. Um, Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving, he stepped up and he offered, um, um, I believe it was for those players that decided not to play, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. opt out. He he was he offered to pay their contracts, things like that. Those are the two that stick out. But there, there's been others. Um, okay. So that's one way. I think another way in which you see it is you now have a lot of the men's players. So Kyrie is another example. Myself, he actually, I actually have a Nike shoe that's in okay. the Kyrie model, but it's like mm-hmm. my personal edition. LeBron has a personal edition for Diana Taurasi. So that's ways in which they've been able to extend their platform. Because it's really, I think, the best way to close a gap in this, in, in, in terms of NBA, WNBA, it's not just throwing mm-hmm. money at us. It's finding ways to either get people to invest and or put us kind of in the same lens, I guess, as right. people are viewing them. So then they see us in that way too. Because some of it's like a cool factor. Right. Like that's right, what make right. athletes, like some of it, like, I always say it's like there's hardcore fans that are going to be fans of whatever, whatever sport mm-hmm. you pick, no matter what. There's people that don't like it. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a large majority of people in the middle that kind of just want to like be part of something cool. And right. the WNBA has lacked in that for many reasons, not because we're not mm-hmm. cool, but just because of society. And so I think ways in which NBA players have really been helpful is, is, is helping change that. Right. Bringing that type of like constant exposure and like exposure to the, the, the cool stuff. Everyone goes, oh, wait, what's that? Oh, yeah, I know that. Exactly. I'm a part of that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've been great. I mean, something people don't know. A lot of people, I think they go, why don't an NBA, why doesn't an NBA player just buy a WNBA team? A, right. they're actually not allowed. It's like in their CBA because we're, okay. we're actually owned by some NBA teams. So it's just like there's a conflict there. Mm-hmm. But something people don't know is there's a lot of former NBA guys, retired players, who are, are very much involved in WNBA ownership and like are trying to get in and trying to find ways. So there are there's movement being made there as well. And that's like actual literal money out of their pocket. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, you okay, so two decades with the WNBA and there's there have been I mean, extreme changes. There have been extreme changes. And one area in particular is in attitudes toward working moms, yeah. as you were just saying. So have you seen that shift in have you recognized that shift in attitude toward players who are pregnant or want to become moms? Like the storm has a team baby? Yeah. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. <laughs> we, kind we actually of? have two team babies. You have um, two team babies. Yeah. Well, one of them. Okay, so one of them is Brianna Stewart. Had a daughter mm-hmm. last summer, so she'll Ruby will be one in August. So that Aww. that is who I refer to as the team baby. But we also have another team baby. It's just of a player who has yet to play here. Okay. Yeah, she got pregnant last year, right when the season started. So she, but she's a great. She's actually a perfect person to talk about in, in terms of what you're asking because. The WNBA now, in our last CBA, we negotiated 100% maternity leave. Great. We have stipends, two different stipends, one towards child care. So somebody like Stewie, like Kiki, our other team mom, mm-hmm. they can get a stipend monthly that helps them bring their, you know, bring their, I think they both have daughters. Um, actually, I'm not sure if Kiki has a son or a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. maybe a boy. Um, they can bring their their kids on the road. They have money to help facilitate that. And there's also a stipend if you want to try to plan. For, for a family, uh, whether it be adoption, sure, freezing your eggs, seriously, like whatever, whatever we're talking about. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's cool about it is like not a lot of workplaces have that type of support. Yeah. And another thing about, you know, athletes and sports is we have cameras in front of us all the time. 
We're on wonderful podcasts. We have get asked a bunch of questions. So we get to be like that mouthpiece. Right. So now maybe, you know, someone who works in Seattle for company X can be like, yo, 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 this is how women need to be treated. That is, it's actually very powerful. You can be a tone setter mm-hmm. as an organization and hopefully, and, and, and let that populate the, the rest of, you know, other companies. We did that at our, we created a, like a family leave policy at our show and then challenged other shows to adopt yeah. the same family leave. It really, really exactly works. the same thing. Oh, it works. And then like, I, like, I've actually been the beneficiary of that both Megan and I, because we both were going through CBA negotiations at the same time. Obviously, she was also going through a lawsuit. And mm-hmm. we're, we've been able to like kind of steal stuff from each other. Right. Sometimes you just need somebody to like open your eyes to totally. a certain way or a certain thought. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've been the beneficiary of that as well. Yeah, you need to see that it's possible somewhere else and then yeah. just go, well, if it's possible there, why is not, why are these <laughs> ideas not applicable here? I bet they actually are. I bet exactly. we just, ne- I bet we just like actually never made a plan for it or like, tried. Isn't that crazy? Especially as women, you're like, oh, I just had to point it out. Now it's like, <laughs> why didn't you think of it though? That's the frustrating part. I can't believe we didn't say this out loud before, but anyways, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> A lot of players do play in other countries during the off season, um, not just as a way to keep playing, but as a real source of supplemental income. Do you think we're ever going to reach a time when WNBA players can just focus on being WNBA players and be like actually paid yeah. what they're worth? Yeah, I actually do. I think we're knocking on that door. I think it's been yeah. sometimes, first of all, sometimes you just need time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people look at the, you know, our league's been around for 25 years and a lot of people at times will be like, oh, you're not successful by now. What the hell? But it's like, that's not how right. sports leagues work. It takes time. And we've seen a huge shift in the last couple of years in a positive way. And I think right. with that in terms of like society and how they view women, how they view gay, LGBTQ, how they view everything, right? People mm-hmm. of color, women of color. So that's the makeup of our league. So we're seeing a shift in how we're being viewed, how we're being treated in a good way. Hopefully that stays. Mm-hmm. And then also the CBA and the way we negotiated it, we're, we're all, I think, trying. The goal is for the WNBA to be the only league we have to play in. I think that's everyone's right. goal deep down. Yeah. In the meantime, overseas has been a way to yeah. you know, supplement that, make money have an enjoyable experience, whether you're learning a different language or whether you're just playing basketball year round, which for some Mm -hmm. has helped their games. So it's been good for, for, for what it was, but I think every WNBA player, if it was like, Hey, you could either, (laughs) you know, make enough to stay home or it's like, everyone's choosing that. Right, right, right. Of course, of course. Well, you know, speaking of something you just mentioned, I just wanted to talk about Republicans in Congress and how at the state level, they've chosen to direct so much of their mm-hmm. transphobia to youth sports. Yeah. Why do you think that youth sports, which really can just is just a, like a pure place for kids to find themselves, right. is such a hotbed for this bigotry? Like it's horrible to witness. It must be painful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it must be painful to witness. It's tough. Um, I think. So there's like some core reasons, I guess if you want mm-hmm. to call it that. And one is just the lack of awareness around this issue in general. I think right. it creates like, it creates this environment in which, I'm trying to think the best way to say this, in which like the real impact uh-huh. of transgender participation in sports can be overshadowed by lies and confusion because there's just so many 
unknowns for a lot of people. People aren't educated on this. Right. And so what Republicans can do is come in and tap into that and use that quote unquote fear right. to then like, you know, fear monger. And it's like another way to put it is I feel like most Americans now probably know a gay person mm-hmm. at this point in our society. And I'm sure they would say, of course, they believe they should have the rights that we're all entitled to. Right. Right. But fewer people are aware of knowing a trans person. Right. So again, this leaves room for Republicans to target that like lack of familiarity. The reason for youth sports is that it just taps into this notion that girls need to be protected right? because we're less than men, we're less than boys. And that's actually harmful to all yeah. girls and women, like so, it, like period. But at the same time, you think Republicans, I mean, what their quote, it's like hard for me to give compliments. It's not a compliment, mm-hmm. but like what they're like good, quote unquote, good at is getting together their talking points and hammering them. Right whether they believe them or not. And when they were unsuccessful at banning kids from restrooms, right, they moved on to sports. And and that was like in order to capitalize on a long history within sports of regulating women's and girls' bodies, like in this context. So that to me, like, is, is the main reasons why I think it's all bullshit, though. It's all bullshit. And it is, it's so, it's actually just so disgusting to witness. Just they are have, they're so void of good ideas, and they always kind of fall back on, but think of the children. I know. <laughs> but what about the little girls? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, my yeah. God. We see through this bullshit. <laughs> Our I eyes know. are open. Unfortunately, more people's eyes need to be open. No. Oh. Um, okay. Well, my husband and I, we've always worked in the same industry. We both worked at The Daily Show. <laughs> we shared an office, which he totally hated. And he wore like noise-canceling headphones to drown out the sound of my all-day chatter. What is it like for you and Megan to be in the in the same field? Is it like, because sometimes you speak, you, share, you speak a shared language, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. But you also have to keep your work separate. How do you negotiate that? Um, or you don't? It's actually not that, yeah, no, it's actually not that hard. I think okay. the, the shared language, especially mm. like early on in the relationship, right. was like wonderful because we could just get to know each other. We didn't have to explain certain things about our lives or our jobs or why. Why are you getting up at 6 a.m. to go <laughs> ride a bike? I see your bike in the back. Why are you getting <laughs> Like, wait, what? There was no, there was like, it was just understood. Everything was understood right. in that way. The only, okay. uh, the only, um, I don't know, it's not a disagreement. Like the only kind of, we got to a point where I was already, I'm like five years older than Megan. Mm-hmm. Obviously I've talked like over and over about how, you know, changing my diet and my workout has like given me a new life in my career. It's probably the only reason why I've been able to play this long. Megan wasn't quite there yet. You know, she's oh, five years younger. Okay. So if I was, you know, 35 or six, she was, you know, 30, 31. She wasn't quite there yet. So one of the first nights we like ordered in, uh-huh. she was like, oh, I'll do it. And it was like all the foods I don't eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Seinfeld. What did she order? <laughs> nothing bad it's, it's just gonna make me sound crazy it's like she didn't order anything bad it was just like right. more of like the fried options okay yeah more of like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. this heavy on the sauces kind of a vibe <laughs> okay. um and it was i was i always joke because i'm like a huge seinfeld fan it was like the mutton episode where i had to like <laughs> eat it and then like like somehow get it out of my mouth so very quickly i was like yeah so if this is gonna work you're probably gonna have to eat how i eat and right. i feel like it helped her career so it worked out <laughs> oh that worked out that's perfect worked that's out perfect. great 
that kind of that shorthand. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, just to like actually answer your question, it's actually, it's really great that we're both in the same field. Right. You do have that shorthand that totally, I, that resonates with me. Cause like, yeah. Cause you don't have to explain. Yes. You're like, I'm going to this place. I'll see you in five days. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I, I understand. I will totally. do that too. And I'll be, I'll be that person next week. Yeah. So we just it, like, honestly, click. that's actually what happens when she goes mm-hmm. to her national team camps. Mm-hmm. She's just like immersed. And I'm like, yep, I'll see you on Friday. Right. <laughs> you know, like talk to you when I talk to you and it's, I don't trip about it. You know, like there's no right. moments like that. It really does help. That's really good. Okay. So tell me about your organization together. So okay, what, what how, where did the idea come from? <laughs> what is your, I guess, what is your hope? What is, what do you hope that it will accomplish? So Together is, it started off kind of like a production company. Now it's, Mm -hmm. I think the best way to describe it is like a media and commerce company. And it was actually Alex Morgan's idea. And and yeah. And so she gave me a call. She gave, like independently gave Simone Manuel a call, gave Chloe Kim a call. I'm assuming their calls were the same as mine, which was, hey, what's up? I have this idea. I think it would be dope if we all do it. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, we see the uninterrupteds of the world, Right these platforms, we see players tribute, the players tribunes of the world and they're great. And they, they actually do a really good job of covering all sports, but they are male heavy. It's male. It's they're run by men. Like, you know, um, LeBron is obviously, um, who started uninterrupted and it's famously known nowadays that women's sports get only 4% of media coverage, like in in the whole landscape of it, which is so teeny tiny. So she was kind of like, so let's change that. And let's basically do our own for women by women. And it was like, yes, let's do it. Oh God. So that's how it got started. Yeah. And now it's kind of cool to see the growth of it. Cause it's kind of just, as I'm sure a lot, I've never been in this world before, but as I'm sure a lot of companies like this, like it just starts to like make its own way and form its own identity. So oh. I think at first it was kind of geared around sports and now it's kind of like, lifestyle, culture, like Hollywood stuff. And it's all built around, this part hasn't changed. It's, it is built around storytelling, kind of putting that spotlight on people that you don't normally hear about, which taps into representation, diversity, right? Mm -hmm. All these things, um, giving all these people in the world, their see it, be it moments. Right, right, right. It's been really, it's been really cool to see that. Um, so yeah, just kind of, that's kind of the gist and just being able to highlight those stories that you don't normally hear about because women just don't get the coverage. Taking this stuff that's, again, already very cool (laughs) and making sure people put their eyeballs and their earballs on it. Exactly. (laughs) I might steal that, actually. Your eyeballs and your earballs. Earballs. (laughs) Earballs. So, okay, you were just in a Corona ad alongside Devin Booker and Vince Carter. How significant is that to be like included in these kinds of commercials? I think it's very, I think it's very significant. I I would agree. It is very significant. Very good. Very Um, good. Yeah. First of all, they're so fun. Mm -hmm. These shoots that I've been able to do, like so fun. Great to meet all these different athletes, you know, um, just because those shoot days are super long. So you get to just hang out, talk. Yeah. So that's like just, it's like enjoyable to do them. And then I also am aware of like the larger like you said, significance and, you know, whether it's the Corona ad, which is most recent, um, I've been in some CarMax ones recently as well. And it's the, the best part is they're putting the female athlete as an equal to the male athlete. Right. And it's very important for 
young people, I mean, everybody, but young people, especially to see that because it, yeah. it does become the norm. Right. And I always say, it's like, it's great for little girls to see it. Cause it gives them someone to maybe look up to, but I think it's also great for little boys. We were talking about it earlier oh. to see it as well. It changes how they view Absolutely. things. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So now to, you know, a 13 year old boy, it'll be normal. Like, Oh yeah. WNBA normal. Oh, a female professional basketball player. Normal. Corona ad normal. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is important. You have to see people in these roles like again and again, and then you just, it totally normalizes. Like people often ask me, they're like, how did you, you know, how did you know that a woman could do comedy? I'm like, what are you talking? I grew up only (laughs) watching female comedians. My whole youth was like immersed. How would I not believe that a woman could do comedy when I was watching like Carol Burnett all the time? Yeah. Like it just, of course, it goes into your DNA in a way that is very real. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, you have, can I just say, I'm going to give you another compliment. You have an incredible <laughs> sense of style. You and Megan yeah. kind of have great style. And as we were watching 60 Minutes last night, I was like, I yeah. love your sweater. <laughs> Megan's jacket. So good. Yeah, but, Megan, had a, Megan had a good jacket. That, that was a really, that really, was really good, good jacket. jacket. <laughs> so good. So many stories recently of female athletes getting in trouble for choosing not to wear those like super skimpy yeah, skin tight uniform, the booty yeah. shorts. When are people going to stop caring about that? When are people going to stop with that and let women compete in whatever they want? For God's I sake. Know. I can't believe. They like to police us. They do. They like to police us. I know. It's I know. so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Are you, would you ever go, would you ever return to the front office? Cause you, worked in the front office for the nuggets yes um maybe i yeah yeah, i'm kind of i was i'm like i don't know what i want to be when i grow up but we're yeah i actually the thing about the that year that i worked with denver um i learned so much right so much so much um and i also learned and i saw ways in which the WNBA can can learn from the MBA. They've been doing it way longer. They have way more resources. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to, so, I, so some, sometimes I'm like, okay, if I did do the front office, the MBA would be, would be great. But then I'm like, or I could just take all the things I've learned and help the WNBA in a front office right. position. Right. But you know, that's if like, I actually want a nine to five. So we'll see. <laughs> right. I know. And you have another season to really think about, but <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could conquer anything you put your mind to. Just promise you're going to stay away from late night comedy. Actually, you know what? Don't. Don't stay away. Don't stay away. There's there's room. There's space. (laughs) There's room for more than just a handful of us. What what ways, I guess it's a big, this is a big, really broad question. In what ways, like since you started, in what ways has the treatment of women in sports changed for the better? And in what ways has it stayed the same (laughs) man um this is like a 45 minute i know it's like a whole other podcast um so i actually touched on it a little bit in terms of how it's changing for the better and i think Mm -hmm. like bluntly or just like plainly even Mm -hmm. we are this is WNBA specific we are women we are women of color we are women in the lgbtqia plus community Mm-hmm. These are what what is happening in our world, or what, what has been ha- sexism, racism, and all yeah. the phobias, and that's just like boom, all of us in one spot. And so it's been able to be 
used against us. And now that's right. shifted. So we're, it's like, you're starting to see now people look at us and I always challenge people, look at us like an investment, right. not as a charity, which I think for a while we were just like a box to check. Ah. If, if you even did look at us in a positive light, right. we were a box to check like a charity. Um, a lot of people didn't look at us at all. Think of us at all mm-hmm. um, in those ways, but now you can't, you're held accountable if you're the, if you're all those, those things. So right. It's, we've seen change. So now like the WNBA just did a huge raise of like 75 million, um, which was like unbelievable. It's going to go to, to, to great use in terms of marketing and things like that. So right. that's a sign of things. What you have, I think that stayed the same is just like, you know, idiots down the street who, I don't know, want to talk shit or idiots right. in the comments. Those things haven't changed. Sometimes I get... The ones that that hurt, honestly, the comments mm-hmm. every now and then when I get in, the ones that hurt is when I'm like, I, you know, I squint and I look at the profile picture. I'm like, oh no, you're like a 16 year old boy. What? Uh, what? Like yeah. that's our, that's the youth right now. So those ones scare me. But generally though, it's, it's changing. Mm-hmm. I would say more, more than not, it's, 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 it's changing for the better. And you have together. Yeah, together to change the whole change the whole ratio, flip it, <laughs> just, just completely flip the script. It's I have to tell you, it's been me It's been great talking to you. I have Same. enjoyed this so much. Same. My son is well. You, my my son's going to be very impressed with me now. Yeah, it's, tell my son hi. I will. <laughs> thank you very much, <laughs> and good luck with together. And like, thank you. I hope oh, just hey together late night comedy can do together a, a collab. We could do, oh my god, let's do a we could do a collab. Listen, oh boy, I like this. I like it too. You thinking outside the box? That's good. Um, thank you for talking to me today. This has been yeah. so great. Please say hi to Megan. I will. All right, I will. She's over, she's in the back somewhere. She is. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. Okay, need to squeeze in another quick break here. Ooh. Oh, that was great. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> yeah. See another very educational episode where we learned a lot. Very, very educational. Okay. It was a slam okay. dunk. Slam. <laughs> oh, this is this is a basketball term. I see oh, what you well, did that there. One. I see. Speaking of basketball terms, the last time we okay. had a basketball player on, Chris mm-hmm. Bosch, we tested your knowledge on some basketball terms and it went very okay. well so it we did. thought we'd bring you back for another round okay mm-hmm. can you tell us Let's what an air ball is what an air ball is mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> an air ball hmm well that's when a bear oh, sorry not a bear that's not a bear a bear okay no it's when a bear runs onto the court when a bear and that is so entertaining for me that's my favorite type of basketball game okay an air ball is when a ball flies in the air and it gets a lot of air and it goes up high and it goes into the net without touching the net it's just like Falls in without touching anything, with just a whisper. Uh, you're right? so convincing. However, okay. only part of that was true. It okay. does go through the air, but it actually okay. completely misses the rim and the backboard <laughs> and the basket. <laughs> it misses everything. Yeah, yeah. It's you were really so funny right, but it was so wrong. Yeah. It hits a, uh, an old woman in the head <laughs> and knocks her ass over tea kettles. Okay. 
It just sounded so nice. Yeah. Just no, a no, whisper it's, of a it's ball. It's the worst thing that happens. It's the worst thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I hope that never happens to me. Dear <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, your next term is brick. What is a brick? What's a brick? Oh, I think... All right. A brick is when you just turn your body into an obelisk. You just get real stocky and you just create a firmament with your body that no one can move. You become an immovable object on the basketball field. I know it's called a court. <laughs> but it's always the field to you. me. It's always the field of dreams to me. Okay, what is really, a, what's a brick? Um, so you're entirely wrong. Uh, a brick is like a really, really bad shot where you sort of just, just like hits the rim and bounces right back or the backboard. Oh. Like it has no chance of going in. So it's sort of like the ball hits the basket as if it mm. were a brick. Yeah. Oh, and then it bounces off the basket and hits a little old lady <laughs> and knocks her ass what over the hell? Tea God damn it! Not a guy. Well, okay. it was either that was going to hit her or the bear on the court was going to get to her. So either way, she wasn't making it out safely. Poor court. woman. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. All what right. about traveling? Mm-hmm. Traveling. I think I know what that is. I feel like that's when you hold the ball and you run around a bit and you're supposed to have dribbled by then. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll take that. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. That's totally right. You have to keep bouncing that thing. Or bounce, you're not bounce, allowed bounce. to you're not allowed to walk around with it, which is what I would do when I played in grade school. I'd be like, I've got it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave now. And everyone was like, traveling. Everyone loves to do that. Traveling, Sambi. Ugh. <laughs> Why are wow. you wearing a one-piece sweatsuit? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't cut yourself on my leather belt. Okay. <laughs> a lot of trauma. We okay. have some stuff to work through, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, this is the last one. The paint. Okay. The paint. Yeah. I have never in all my days. The paint. <laughs> okay. Uh, well... The paint is when you have the ball. Okay. This is really off. Okay. Is when you have the ball in your two hands and you go up and down with it. Like you're trying to find an angle and you're like up and you go down and you go up and you go down and it looks like you're painting a wall with the ball. Oh. Okay. I was right. That's That's a really interesting idea. (laughs) No follow up. Yeah. I don't even want to know the answer because that's so good. What's the paint? Uh, sure. The paint is the area right underneath the basket. So mm. it's just sort of just below the net. It's the outermost border would be the free throw line. So it's sort of where all like the big guys go to dunk it, like Shaq and stuff. He would like hang out in the paint, get a rebound, oh. throw it in, that sort of thing. A lot of elbows being thrown in the paint. A lot of elbows being thrown. And I think it's literally usually painted a different color. Yes, oh. that's true. Like purple. Sure. It can, oh, can be. It be painted? Sure. It can be. Oh, it can be like any color, like your home team. Yeah, the team's color. Colors, exactly. Team color. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is what I've learned today. I'm still slowly choking to death from all the spice in my apartment. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this was a very good and very interesting episode. I enjoyed it. I love not knowing anything about any type of sport. It is <laughs> truly a badge of honor. <laughs> to me (laughs) my son is going to be so embarrassed that i said all these things anyway he's forced to love me because i'm his mom 
you liked my podcast. If you did, let me know in the comments. If you didn't, please consider hate listening in the future. Seriously, though, please rate, review, and follow full release in Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Spread the word about this podcast. In the meantime, keep sending us your comments and questions to fullreleaseatsambi.com. They might even be featured in one of our special bonus episodes, exclusively available on Stitcher Premium. Don't forget to tune in to Full Frontal with Smith Beat Thursdays at 10 p.m. on TBS, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another full release. This podcast is brought to you by Earwolf and TBS and was produced by Adam Howard and Svea Bear-Meinstein with IT and technical production provided by High Tech. It was edited by Julia Fott and hosted by me, Samantha B. Swish is actually what you thought an airball was. Oh, I did. Yeah. Is that a swish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, it goes in without touching the rim. Yeah, they would say nothing but net, you know, where he just like doesn't hear the rim. Oh, that's a swish. <laughs> <laughs>